Aspirus, passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. If you've been diagnosed with a cancer of the pelvic region, inflammatory bowel disease, or other condition that requires you undergo a procedure that results in an ostomy, you might feel that this is the end of life as you knew it. However, with some extra care and help from your healthcare providers, you can live a very full and healthy life, even with an ostomy. My guest today is Patty Semino. She's a certified ostomy nurse with the Spirus Health System. Welcome to the show, Patty. So what types of conditions might require the need for an ostomy? I would say common reason why we see ostomies, at least in our region, um, people may have diverticulitis and then they will have a perforation of their intestine and then they're in emergency surgery and would have a temporary ostomy at that time until their, their insides heal up. So making that decision, and you and I spoke a little bit about, about this off the air, but making that decision is a big decision. What would you tell people whose physicians, whose healthcare providers say to them, this will change your life. What do you tell them about making this big decision? Well, we try to be really honest about what what goes on when you have an, an ostomy or you wear a pouch on your side. Um, it's it's different. It's a different way to go to the bathroom. So that's that's a change. And certainly, people mourn the loss of being able to have a bowel movement the regular way or maybe urinate the regular way. So there's getting over that part of it. But um, oftentimes, I think people think that everything has to stop, you know, things they enjoy. And I'm, I'm thinking of things like going out, you know, going to church, going to the movies. If you're an active person, riding your bike or mountain climbing or any of those kinds of things, that all doesn't have to stop just because you have an ostomy. And folks who have Crohn's disease oftentimes will find that having that ostomy will actually liberate them from having to, you know, stay stay near a bathroom all of the time because they're able to manage that pouch in a way um, out in the field or, you know, in the woods or, you know, even in the community. There's there's ways and means that we talk about at our support group um, to help patients and their family members understand how to manage that when after they've had their surgery. So speak about the surgery and what they can expect just after the surgery as far as life changes and taking care of that stoma. Well, in the hospital, things are always a little strange and different. First of all, the environment. But um, after you've had abdominal surgery, a lot of times you'll wake up with a lot of gas and bloating, and the doctor will advance your diet slowly. And in our facility, what we do is my colleague and I come in and we do teaching with um, the patient and family member or support person. So you have the abdominal pain and discomfort that you would have with any surgery. But after you go home, then you have to, you know, deal with your pouch. You've got to be able to empty it, um, you know, change the pouch system. That's another skill that you need to master. We often include family members with this um, or loved ones so that the patient has a, another person hearing the same instructions. Visiting nurses are very key in, in patient success as well. We found that follow-up with a certified ostomy nurse has uh, made a big difference for a lot of our patients in our community. Um, they have less problems with complications with skin irritation or something along that line um, and do better overall with close follow-up. 
So then it's time to go home. And this is the scary part for many people. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned support groups. What is life like for them? I mean, there's so many questions that I imagine that people have. And who should they tell? I mean, is this something that you tell people? So speak about some of those kinds of things. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Who should you tell? That really is up to you. It's 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 a very private thing, so I wouldn't um, tell everyone in my first sentence, "Hi, I'm Patty, and I have an ostomy." That's um, generally saved for times of of um, I guess disclosure would happen if if you're if you have a relationship with someone you want to move into a more intimate type of um, situation. Now there are some people that choose to disclose that to their friends so they're aware if you know if you're going to a card game or something and you say, oh, I've got to get up and you know use the restroom or whatever, I'll be right back. You know, that type of thing, you know, is certainly up to the patient. And oftentimes family members and friends are very um, understanding of that. So, um, yeah, learning to take care of the pouch is certainly a big thing. They Many are saying or asking as far as patients and family, well, how often do I have to change this whole apparatus? You empty it when you need to, but you change the whole pouch system. And you also hear that called an appliance. You change the appliance twice a week at first, but as time goes on and that ostomy um, has had a chance to heal, it will shrink over um, a fair amount of time, up to eight weeks. And then at that point, you can start extending how long you can actually leave that particular pouch on. So there are nuances and tricks of the trade and you know um, skin protection and things along that line that the patient and family members need to learn how to do. Can they take showers and swim? Oh, absolutely. That's a great question. I get that one a lot, actually. So showering isn't an issue. The companies make these these products that are uh, resistant to water, and you can actually use waterproof tape around the edges of the, the barrier, the piece that goes to the skin, so that you can shower and swim without difficulty. Does it show if you're in a bathing suit? Well, you know, that's a really good question, too, in that that's a major concern for everyone. So it um, all depends, you know, what type of suit you wear, of course. Um, We're fortunate because industry um, partners are making garments that people can wear for swimming that actually conceal the pouch system. So, you know, you might wear a two-piece system, but you can wear um, a swimming garment that goes over the top of it, and it keeps it lower profile so it's not as noticeable. So we're really fortunate that that we have, um, you know, industry partners that are willing to, to develop those kinds of things for patients. And what about sexual activity, Patty? Yes, that that doesn't stop either just because you're wearing a pouch. Um, It all depends on what type of surgery, whether or not the patient or gentleman, for example, would still be able to have an erection. Um, That is a concern for people who have bladder surgery, for example, because all those nerves are are together. Um, For the colon surgeries, generally that's not an issue. Um, There might be some swelling in the area at first that might cause a difficulty that way for gentlemen, but later on, generally, that resolves. I think for the most part, the the thing about sex and intimacy with an ostomy is, is getting over it in your head, you know, um, that you're still lovable and that you're still attractive to your mate. Um, that's a big thing, and we do talk about that as well. Um, certainly, you want pouch 
concealment, you know, during intimate times. So there's, again, they've got garments now that are lacy and pretty for ladies, and guys can wear something similar to a cummerbund or some kind of a band around their abdomen so they don't feel like the pouch is, you know, um, disturbing you. So there's lots of ways to manage that kind of thing. And what about physical activity? If you're somebody who likes to play baseball or go running or any of those things, can you resume those? You bet you can. And that's that's another really good question. You've got really great questions, Melanie, and I really appreciate that because this comes up in our support group all of the time. Can I go back to um, logging? And, you know, we have to say, okay, yeah, you can still log trees, but we're going to have to find a strategy to protect your stoma. Um, and that's kind of an extreme example. But if you're a bike rider, if you um, go out and you like to play tennis, or maybe you're a walker or a runner, all of that can still happen. And so it's a matter of, um, you know, if you've got a contact sport, you're going to have to wear um, uh, protection for your ostomy, but it doesn't stop you from doing that. And let's talk a little bit about food. Are there certain foods that you want ostomy patients to avoid, like really leafy vegetables or any of mm-hmm. these kinds of things? Is there any limitations? Well, there can be. Um, and the the population of ostomy patient that may have a limitation is the patient with an ileostomy, and that's made from small intestine. You'll see that a lot of times with patients with Crohn's disease or um, um, ulcerative colitis where they've had to maybe remove the whole large intestine. So now they have a, um, an ostomy where the diameter, once it's healed and, and life goes on, is only about an inch in diameter. Certainly the stomach can stretch and allow food to pass through. But when you have an ileostomy, you have to watch the fresh vegetables with a lot of strings in it. Um, Oftentimes, if you cut them up or maybe cook that vegetable before you eat it, we're talking about, you know, cabbages and and, um, string beans and things along that line. Celery. If you um, maybe don't tend to chew your food well, that can be a problem. Um, If you gobble your grapes or don't chew up your olives, that can be a problem. Um, Sometimes casings on natural wieners or bratwurst, that could be an issue too. It's interesting because we talk about this at the support group and many patients will say, oh, I just eat whatever. Um, If they've had a problem with a particular uh, food item, oftentimes they'll eat less of it or maybe avoid it altogether. So I encourage people to just introduce one new food at a time to see how it's tolerated. Patients with urostomies and colostomies really don't have any restrictions. Can a woman get pregnant with an ostomy? Yes, sure can. The um, ostomy itself doesn't interfere with being able to uh, conceive. So we may have to do some adjustments in the pouch system as pregnancy goes on. But uh, women have babies who have ostomies. And when would you want someone to seek some professional help if they notice anything different on their ostomy or if they're, you know, they get cramps or something? What's some red flags? Red flags. Okay, let's start with folks with ileostomies. Um, One of the red flags may be food-related in that they maybe have eaten something now has caused a blockage of their stoma. So now they're having lots of abdominal cramping and pain. Nothing's coming out of that ostomy and they start throwing up. That's an emergency and they do at that point need to get to the emergency room because of dehydration concerns. And then we would be able to relieve that impaction as well. 
Um, if if you have a different type of stoma or actually any stoma, if you've got skin breakdown underneath that barrier or you've got some irritation or rashes that are persistent and aren't going away, we definitely should be seeing you. And when I say we, I'm talking about certified ostomy nurses if you have one in your area. Um, I, skin breakdown is one. I, I spoke of that. Another is if you're having problems with your pouches leaking all the time. These devices are meant to be reliable. And if they're leaking all the time, then, you know, you can't get on with your life. You become afraid to leave the home. So that's not living and we want to help you get fitted into the proper pouch system so you'll be able to get back to whatever your normal is for your life. So wrap it up for us, Patty. And you mentioned the word your normal because that's what I was kind of alluding to in the introduction is that it is a new normal. It's not the same as they were before, but it is now their new normal. Give your best advice for people that have to undergo an ostomy procedure, what you really want them to know about living a full life even with an ostomy. Well, I think the first thing is is that with having an ostomy, it changes, of course, how you go to the bathroom. Um, but but you can get on with your life. You may have to um, certainly um, pack a, a pouch system and have it available for you um, if you're going to go out and travel or be out for the day. But you have to be thinking ahead a bit, I think. Be prepared um, if you have a a routine, I think that helps a lot. And what I mean by that is if you find that you're changing your pouch every three to four days and it works for you, keep that up. Oftentimes we give guidelines to people and what I always tell people, you know, whatever works for you really is what's most important. So if it is that you need to change your pouch, you know, at this interval, then then do it. If you like this type of um, pouch system, then wear it. You're not um, you're not cornered by by what my opinion is or even my colleagues, but we try to give guidelines and give information. Um, I had one patient tell me one time in our support group. He said, "Always be hungry," and what he meant by that was, "Don't settle for what you got now. Always be looking to make it better." And I think that's a really neat way to look at life in general, but with ostomies, you know, okay, so I've worn this pouch system and it's kind of, I can see it through my clothes. Is there something better I could be wearing? And seek it out. I mean, if you don't have a certified ostomy nurse in your area, you know, there's a lot of things online you can look at. Um, Word of mouth is big. Call a medical center in your area and find out if there's a certified ostomy nurse there or if there's an ostomy support group. So you can ask your peers, you know, what works for you and then, you know, try that and see if that's something that you can incorporate in your life. What great advice, Patty. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's such important information for people to hear. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.